Today, I will tell you guys about the story of Sam Cooke. Welcome to the Jack Pangburn Show. I am Jack Pangburn. And today, we're going to learn about Sam Cooke. Now, who is Sam Cooke? Well, Sam Cooke was a soul singer back in the 1960s and 50s. Most famous for a song we hear today, Change is Gonna Come. Sam Cooke. Sam Cooke was born in Mississippi in the year of the year of um, 1931. He was born in Clarksdale, Mississippi. When he was young, they when he was young, they moved to Chicago. And the thing was, Sam Cooke was he pretty much invented soul music. And how do we know this? He has a famous nickname. The King of Soul. Famous songs we you you guys probably have heard. You send me, change is gonna come. Wonderful world, chain gang, twisting the night away, and bring it home to me. Sam Cooke. Um, without Sam Cooke, we would have no Aretha Franklin, Bobby Womack, Al Green, Stevie Wonder, and Marvin Gaye. And. Sam Cooke also, when he he was so big, he was bigger than Otis Redding and James Brown at the time. But how was a black guy so big in the 1950s, in the 1960s, where all that was going on at the time was an awful race relation between the two races in America, white and black? Well... Well, um, he was one of the first black businessmen in the music industry. Also, he had a friendship with Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali, as you know, is a famous boxer. But Sam Cooke was just more than this. Sam Cooke was married twice. His first wife died in a car wreck. And they divorced. But also, he paid for his, her funeral expenses. And is and he was survived by his second wife, um, Barbara Campbell Cook. It is also rumored that Sam Cook fathered three children out of wedlock. Now, see, Sam Cook. Sam Cook, he lived in a balance, and this balance was was um. He had a struggle, what to do in the civil rights movement and what to do in your music industry. Because Sam Cooke was popular with white people at the time, too. And there's a, white, there's a side to him that white people only saw, and there's a side to him black people only saw. And this was just crazy, because at the time, we never had that. Um... And I'll tell you, it's sad because Sam Cooke, if he lived, if he was never killed, he'd be alive today. And he'd be a music legend. His death was that his death was so, his death was big at the time. But let's start with his career. Before we get to Sam Cooke's death, let's talk about what got him famous. In 1950, well, 
When he started, his family moved to Chicago when he was two. Cook attended Doolittle Elementary Wendell Phillips Academy High School in in Chicago, the same school Nat King Cole had attended a few years earlier. Cook began his career with his um, siblings in a group called the Singing Children when he was six. He became he first became known as the lead singer with the high the highway. QCs when he was a teenager, having joined the group at the age of 14. During this time, Cook befriended fellow gospel singer and neighbor Lou Rawls, who sang in a rival gospel group. Now, Sam Cook replaced R.H. Harris in the group called the Soul Stirs, which was a gospel group. Their first song that with Cook's leadership was Jesus Gave Me Water in 1951. They also uh, recorded very gospel songs, Peace in the Valley, How Far Am I from Canaan, and Jesus Paid the Debt, among many others, and a lot of the songs he wrote himself. Cook was often credited for bringing gospel music to the attention of a younger crowd of listeners, mainly girls who would rush to who would rush to the stage when the soul singers hit the stage just to look at Sam Cooke. Now, Cook Cook realized he could be a pop singer, and you know it's insane. He had insane. He had thirty uh, top forty hits. Between a period of seven years, 1957 to 1964, three of them were top 40, and he wasn't even alive. That is insane. And we'll we'll say this: Cook is probably the most important black performer in his era, and yet no one talks about him. Um. So Sam Cook was uh, his unique and distinctive vocals were like easily recognized. Art Roop had a specialty records to um the label of the Soul Sisters gave his blessing to for Cook to record secular music under his real name. But he was unhappy about the type of music Cook and pro- his producer were making. And this is the thing. Roop expected uh, Cook's secular music to be like Little Richard's music, which it wasn't. Um, and it's insane because Sam Cooke, he was probably way more famous as before. He was probably way more famous without our Roop as he, uh, as he would be with him. He'd be less famous if he was staying with, um, with um what's the record name it's called with the um specialty records in 1961 cook created his own record label sar records with jw alexander and yes jw alexander sounds like a restaurant name nope it's just a guy, okay. 
Um, the label soon included the Sims Twins and the Valentinas, who were Bobby Womack and Johnny Taylor. Cook then created a publishing imprint and management firm called CAGS before leaving Keane to sign with RCA Victor. One of his first RCA Victor singles was Chain Gang. Now, Chain Gang is pretty much a very important song because it brought the issue of civil rights to a peak. This song was um, crazy. It's, it was Cook's second biggest American hit. And and I'll play a little sample for for y'all right now. So, here we go. So, that was Sam Cook's hit single, Chain Gang. This song made Cook very, very famous. And we can still hear this song today. For example, in a season, in an episode of Atlanta, the Childish Gambino song, the Juneteenth episode, I think it was, I think it was called. The song, the show, the episode closes out with the song Chain Gang by Sam Cooke. It was probably one of the truest songs for African-American men in prisons at that time. Because during those days, prisoners built the roads in the South. And it was a true reality. Now, now I'll tell you all this. Sam Cooke, this was 1960. In 1963, John F. Kennedy died. John F. Kennedy would have done a lot for the civil rights movement. And it, but in 1963, Sam Cooke signed a five-year contract for Alan Klein to manage CAG's music and SAR records and made him his manager. And this is the thing. For tax reasons, Cooke would prefer re- receive preferred stock uh, for an initial cash, cash advance in 100 grand. He received cash advances of 100 grand for the next two years, followed by an additional 75,000 if this deal happened. Sam Cooke also uh, released um, his uh, blues inflected Night Beat, which was well received in 1963. And his last album, Ain't That Good News, which featured five singles in 1964. His death. Cook died at the age of 33 on December 11, 1964, at the, at the um, Hacienda Motel in L.A., answering separate reports of a shooting and of a kidnapping at the motel. Police found Cook's body clad in only in a sports jacket in shoes, but no shirt, pants, or underwear. He sustained a gunshot wound to the chest, which was later determined to pierce, to which it pierced his heart. The motel's manager, Bertha Franklin, said she shot Cook in self-defense after he broke into her office, office residence and attacked her. Her account was immediately disputed by Cook's acquaintances. This is why this episode is so controversial, because because um, Cook um, this 
this rumored cook's a legacy for a while. They thought he was cheating on his wife, I think, which he did. But he was actually, um, uh, which, uh, Cook is actually, um, isn't crazy, is crazy, because they lied about Cook here, and, and a lady who got killed, the lady who killed him went free. His funeral happened on December 18, 1964. 200,000 people lined up for more than four city blocks to view his body. Ray Charles performed at this man's funeral. Now, Sam Cooke will always be remembered. He was uh, in 1986. Here's all his posthumous posthumous honors. 1986, he was a charter member at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The year later, he was into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. If you go to 7051 Hollywood Boulevard, you will find Sam Cooke's star. Cooke was also presented with the Lifetime Achievement Grammy uh, Award in 1999. In 2008, Cook was named the fourth greatest singer of all time by Rolling Stone. In the Sam Cook uh, quote, a change is going to come is on the wall of a contemplative court, a space for reflection in the Smithsonian's National Museum of African American History and Culture. The museum opened in 2016. Sam Cook will always be remembered as the greatest soul singer of all time. Without Sam Cooke, we would probably have a much different R&B than we today. If he, without him, we would have a different R&B scene. But Sam Cooke was a civil rights activist and a soul singer. People nicknamed him the Black Frank Sinatra. That's how good he was at that time. Sam Cooke will always be remembered by the African-American community. And his music will be enjoyed by billions, if not trillions, of people in the, in the next few years. Well, not trillions, I mean billions. If Earth had a trillion people, I think there would be a problem. But Sam Cooke... He was a great soul singer, and this was his story. From being a little boy in Mississippi to getting to, to having his death, for not getting justice for his death, Sam Cooke would probably be the best soul singer who ever stepped in American shoes. We thank that Sam Cooke for his contribution to American society. This is the end of the show. Y'all have a great weekend, and hopefully you listen to some Sam Cooke during the weekend. Good night, and God bless you all.